This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from the record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with the record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin. We've got uh, a lot of hoops to talk about. We've got um, snow on the way, apparently. We've already had our first round, and we're going to have our second round. We're recording this on Thursday, so it's happening this weekend, and then we're expecting zero-degree weather. So what uh, better opportunity than to uh, sit around the fire and listen to the Varsity Podcast and listen to us bamble on about uh, some sports and uh, primarily basketball about what's been going on around here in the North Shore sports area. We're going to do our regular four-quarter format, as we usually do. Uh, first quarter, recap what's been going on over the past week. Um, second quarter, we're going to be joined by Silas Klein, uh, a new Trier girls basketball senior. And the third quarter, we're going to play Way or Nowhere, a weekly guessing game. And then in the fourth quarter, we're going to get you ready for the upcoming week, um, MLK weekend coming up. And uh, we've got some good tournaments going on, some good shootouts as always. So um, we're, we're getting there. We are uh, almost mid-January, so we're getting close to that final push before um, we start talking about winter sports playoffs and seedings and all that kind of stuff. But just a quick reminder before we get started that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out and give us a nice little subscribe, nice little review. We always appreciate it. Um, that it really helps us get to uh, as many um, listeners as possible who are also interested in North Shore sports and high school sports and uh, in the Chicago area. So uh, make sure you give us that support. We always appreciate the kind words and uh, the support we get from all of our listeners. But I'm going to bring in Joe now here as we are in the first quarter. Um, and I want to start off, we're going to start off with basketball here, Joe. And uh, um, I want to start off with Loyola and Nutria boys basketball kind of simultaneously because um they have the common denominator of obviously playing GBN over the weekend. Um, and uh, Loyola beat GBN on Saturday, 48 to 38. Nutria lost to GBN by four points um, on Friday night. Loyola had the perfect weekend, taking down Providence um, on Friday night, picking up a CCL victory there. Um, and then uh, Nutria re- regrouped and uh, uh, beat OPRF uh, a few days after losing to GBN. Um, by uh, roughly uh, 20 points. Joe, for, you know, we were talking about this weekend and how important it'd be for both programs. Um, what did you kind of make of the of the weekend? And um, did Loyola kind of show you, you know, maybe they got maybe a tired GBN on Saturday. I don't know. If they, I mean, Loyola could be tired on Saturday too after playing on Friday. But did Loyola finally show you what you've kind of been looking for and what you've kind of been telling the audience for the past month at this point? Yeah, I think so. I think that the weekend kind of went, I won't say predictable, but it went, uh, it's not shocking in any way that, you know, um, GBN beat Nutrier, but then they lost Loyola the next day. I thought that was a, a uh, an outcome that was, uh, that could have been foreseen. That was uh, not probable, but certainly um, one of, one of a few that could have happened um, without shocking anybody, three very good teams, three very good defensive teams. Um, and, you know, GBN coming off a game, which I think had a combined total of 70 points on Friday night um, to play in another slobber knocker at like noon or whatever they played against Loyola. Um, that's just really tough turnaround. And uh, Loyola took 
took care of business. I thought they could, and they did. So, sure, I think they showed what they could do. I think um, Loyola is starting to um, diversify their scoring a little bit with the with the emergence of Donovan Robinson as a scoring threat, and um, I'm just a complete athlete all over the floor. Um, compliment to Miles Bolin, who is going to take most of the um, attention from opposing defenses. So um, Loyola is a very good team, and and uh, they're certainly capable of knocking off people in this area that might be considered uh, better than them or ranked higher, things like that. Loyola is right up there with them. Of the two teams, Loyola and Nutrier, which one do you feel like you got a better idea of what they are after this week? And I know obviously you can't um, you know, make superlatives after a couple games or anything like that, but we're obviously in the media business, so we love to do that. But um, just, you know, after looking at at this weekend, are you able to make a more definitive, you know, decision or kind of an assumption about either one of these teams after what they were able to do or didn't do? Um, maybe Loyola. Uh, maybe that just kind of kept, you know, cementing my opinion of what they can be and could be, uh, which is, uh, you know, not just a giant slayer, but they they are among those giants. I think especially in the area because the area is very good. Um, I'm looking at the way GBS is playing; those games are going to be huge coming up too. Um, but um, so I'll, I'll lean there. You know, with Nutrier, I just kind of saw this kind of game coming with GBS. You know, last year they played similar games to this where they just kind of were at each other. Um, they know each other very well, what they're going to do. A lot of these guys are teammates in the off season on, on either team. And um, of course they see each other twice a year in conference play, sometimes in tournament action and playoff seedings and stuff or playoff uh, matchups. So uh, they just know each other's tendencies. I thought, I guess I had hoped that Nutrier had the well-rounded offense, the, that would, kind of mitigate what GBN could do. Like, of course, they're going to pressure all five of your guys, and it's going to be difficult to to get an open shot. But when all five of your guys can score, and even a couple guys off your bench, and, and you have that depth uh, of at least guys who are capable of getting off um, and putting up big points, I thought maybe Nutrier would have, would have been able to figure that out, you know, take advantage of mistakes here or there. And, uh, you know, I talked to Ian Brown after the game, and he was telling me, uh, Nutrier senior, um, that, you know, GBN took them out of their game and sped them up a little bit. They didn't, and I, I thought they could avoid that. Um, they, that happened to them and Curie in the second half. Um, Curie took them completely out of their game. And I thought they, they may have learned from that a little quicker and, and they didn't, they still got a little work to do there. Let's look at the big picture here before we move on to the girls. Um, you know, GBN is still five and zero in the CSL South. Um, Nutrier and GBS are both at three and one Evanston at two and three Deerfield one and four and, um, Main South is 0-5 in uh, division play. You know, there's still a lot of conference games left to go, but where is Nutrier at this point? You know, obviously, other than being second. Um, where, where is Nutrier in this conference race right now? Obviously, there's still plenty of games to go. Um, where do you kind of view things as Nutrier, you know, has a few games under their belt and still has half of their games to play? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, before that GBN game, I'd say they're the favorite. Now they're not. You know, GBN kind of took that mantle, and now they're the favorite. Um, and I still think there's going to be um, them going all those top four, and I include Evanston in that. They're sure they're two and three, and they're not probably a contender for the conference, although it's possible. 
I think they're gonna they're gonna get one of those guys, whether it's Nutri or GBN or GBS. They're gonna they're gonna knock off one and pick up a win because that's just who Evanston is. They're also a young team, um, so they're gonna get better as the season progresses. But um, so there's still a lot to shake out. You know, there's going. Yeah, you know, I don't think GBN is gonna go undefeated in the conference, which leaves an opening for GBS and Nutri um, to go. You know, they have to go and beat the rest of the way, but certainly possible they could all tie for the tops again it's just it's going to be um an interesting way to finish but uh you know i gbn certainly the favorite they grabbed they're in the catbird seat as you say all right moving on to the girls loyola girls basketball continued their uh, undefeated season they took down trinity uh 70 to 37 in that game kind of not not a, not a surprise there um they'll play fenwick tonight on thursday night um, I think the game was moved up because of the blizzard, and then they'll play um, Whitney Young um, on Saturday, um, assuming that game doesn't get moved around, and then they play um, Lake Central and Mother Macaulay heading into next week. So we'll we'll, we'll look a little bit ahead um, into upcoming week uh, in the fourth quarter. But um, Joe for Loyola, just kind of you know take care of business and uh, uh, keep on uh, winning. It kind of feels like. Yeah, I mean, uh, not many more superlatives to say here. They're everything they're cracked up to be, and they're going to keep winning. Um, just a matter of how much until they, you know, they're going to get some some games. I think they got a I, – I don't know what that Indiana team's bringing on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but um, they're going to have some big – some some matchups here and there, but they're really – I mean, they're going to be the top seed or – actually, I mean, Maine South's in their sectional, if I'm not wrong, and they're also undefeated. So that – matchup is just so highly anticipated it's hard to uh I, I don't know it's hard to even think about it. it's going to be uh quite a quite a battle if it comes to fruition which i really hope it does right um new cheer girls obviously took place in a in a really cool event that we like to talk about every single year um grow the game tournament that uh terry rogers at new church kind of helped grow and create and um new church took play part in that they played glenbard west um, and lost 62 to 42 on Friday before rebounding and uh, holding on to build uh, beat uh, Hinsdale Central um, 63 to 57 on Saturday. Um, Joe, obviously, you know, Nutria picking up, you know, a win there and a loss there. Um, going uh, splitting their their two games, obviously. Uh, um, Glenbard West is a good team, but um, just a really cool. You know, we talk about this every year. I know you got a chance to talk with Terry and uh, um, some of the players as well about how cool of a tournament it is and just. Uh, you know, the, the goal of trying to grow this, you know, sport as much as you can. Yeah, this is uh quite an event. Um, it's grown every four years. What it's turned into is just truly something really special here in Illinois. So we've gone from 14 teams growing every year. We're sitting at 43, four years later, um, teams from four different States, um, all coached by women. There were actually three teams this year that are normally coached by a man, but the assistant female coach coached during the event. Um, female officials. It's just really cool event. And this year was hosted in the Western suburbs. They kind of rotate who hosts it. Um, so GB, uh, GBW, um, Glenbard West and Glenbard East did a great job with the decor and honoring the kids um, and really promoting the game and, and empowerment and everything about that and opportunities within the game for females. It's, it's such a cool event and they do such a great job. And um, it was four kind of Illinois high school coaches, including Terry Rogers, who thought it up four years ago. So um, some of the best teams in the state are there. Alton came up um, from the St. Louis area. They're one of the best in the state. 
Um, and uh, of course, plenty of others in that 43 team field. It's a shootout style. So you get a ton of interesting matchups uh, throughout the three days. Um, they've done kind of some tournament style too, but um, I wonder if they're ever going to go back to that depending on their teams, but it's really cool. Um, great event and great job by everyone involved. Nutria split. Um, funny. I went to the game against Glenbard West. Um, great atmosphere. Glenbard West put a 15 0 run together in the first quarter. So Nutria didn't score. But I think they really showed, and even though Nutria lost the game, what they're capable of in that second quarter. They put up 25 points. Uh, they played much better defense, took care of the ball a little better. 25-point quarter is very legit. It's uh, impressive stuff. Uh, and so they were within, you know, an arm's length of GBW at the half and then just couldn't uh, catch up. Glenbrook, uh, Glenbard West, I think, is like 17-4 and four or something. Very good team. Um, and they couldn't catch up in the second half. But I think it showed what they were capable of. And the next day, they took down Hinsdale Central, another good team, behind 29 points from senior Cela Klein. Um, it's just – and then a few days later, they lost to Glenbrook North. They still haven't found that even level and that capability of where they are. And I think um, we w we were waiting for them to kind of have some consistency because I think once they're there, they can be dangerous. But they're too much up and down right now. All right. Well, we'll obviously hear more in the second quarter where we're joined by Sila, and then we'll obviously talk about it in the third and fourth quarter. But uh, moving on over now, just kind of wrapping up the first quarter, um, we had a commitment uh, from uh, one of our football players, Loyola's Mikey Baker, um, obviously uh, one of the better kickers in the state, um, committed to Ole Miss uh, in the last week. Uh, Joe, how uh, surprised were you, and what are your thoughts about the commitment there? Um, I think I was a little surprised. I didn't know if a big dog would um, come through. I think even Mikey, if I can, um, even though I did speak with him a little bit for him, I think he was getting a little nervous. Now, he's one of the best kickers in the nation, um, kickoff specialist and field goal kickers. Um, and he was getting a lot of attention. But with the transfer portal, teams wait a little bit on kickers, see who pops available, see who they can grab. Um, but Mike was telling me that it was between him and another 2024 like he is. Um, for Ole Miss and they chose him so he'll go play down there one of the best um, young teams in college football um, they've got a great recruiting class coming in um, I think ranked one of the best in the country recruiting class so they've got a lot of potential to make waves at the top of college football and uh, Baker's proud to be a part of that and uh, extremely happy you could tell and excited uh, to get down there Really cool and obviously a great uh, honor to keep on playing uh, football. So congrats to Mikey um, on the honor there. All right, let's move on over now to the second quarter. We are joined by new Trier girls basketball player, Sheila Grisline. She is a senior, and Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with her, not only about the game that she competed in over the weekend, but also about the pool tournament, um, the Grow the Game tournament. Yeah, we talked about... Um like you said, how, how Nutria is playing, how they're developing and what they need to do to get better. But uh, I'm going to play you a clip about the grow of the game and how I thought Sila had some powerful words about what the game means to her and um, what this uh, grow of the game showcase can do for the game. All right, let's have a listen. What do you think of the grow of the game and what it means? I think it's so good for girls basketball, especially in this area. Um, growing up, there was only so many clubs, there was only so many teams in the area, and I could, like, coming to this high school, and, like, my, I go to a very big high school, there's not a lot of people, like, you, and there's still only, I go to high school with 4,000 kids, there's still about 30 people in our program, 30 girls in our program. Yeah. That's really little. 
compared to some of the other states that I see. Even in even in going to camps all over the country, like people don't play girls basketball anymore. And it's horrible because I love it so much and I've given basically my whole life to it. So this tournament involving everyone, getting everyone to come together to come watch and see that women's basketball is not like something like some throwaway game. Like we work so hard for what for how we play, like our wins, like it's the same. That what's so frustrating is you go to a boys game and the stands are packed and you go to a women's game and they aren't. And honestly tonight the energy in here was amazing. Looking around like this is probably some of the most like the biggest the most packed stadium stadium um, that I've had in a really long time. We play a doubleheader against our rival where the girls play first and the boys play second and nobody shows up to our games until the fourth quarter and it sucks. The but uh, Evanston games? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's what this tournament's for, is to be like, we do it too. We're here too. We're good at it. Like, come watch and see. I think that's what it's for. And on, I respect my coach for creating this so much because it's been her whole, like, part of it is her whole career. Right. Like, this is what her whole, whole career is working towards. So we love coming to this tournament. Thanks so much for joining us, Sila, and thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we're going to play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether they can happen. Way or No Way, they cannot happen. We're going to stick with basketball to start things off here, Joe, and we're going to start with Nutria Boys. Um, way or No Way, you think Nutria Boys basketball has trouble finding ways to win big games this season? No. Hmm. No way. I won't say trouble. That that feels like a um too heavy of a word. Uh, but maybe I maybe I'm nitpicking because I guess they did have trouble finding a way against Glenbrook North. I just I just feel like that game was just kind of predictable how it went down. And when it's in the 30s either team can win at the end of the game. It's about um, just executing late, um, making your free, making your free throws and your open shots. But um, I think they've proven they can win big, get big games. Um, uh, their win against, I mean, they dominated a couple games in um, the, uh, the Pontiac tournament that could have been close. And they just ran away from some teams with, with what they can do on the perimeter. Um, you didn't expect them to beat Bloom by by 30 points, but they did. Um, so I, I think they've won some big games this year already, and I think there's there's more in the tank for them. Um, but, shoot, you might be right, but I, I said no way, so I'll stick with it. I'm going to go with the way just because, you know, they have lost those games, and I'm not expecting a team, you know, to be undefeated. I know it's a long basketball season. I know people have sicknesses and illnesses and you know, you get injuries and that kind of stuff. It's a long season. It's grueling. I get all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, and they, I'm not saying that Nutrier hasn't beaten anyone this season when I'm making this statement. But I, I just feel like there, there have been a few times now, um, and I went on this last week when we were talking about, you know, kind of a similar topic last week where, you know, I want to see them beat some of those games. I want to see them beat a Warren. I want to see them, you know, win against, you know, maybe go farther and go into the championship game of the Pontiac tournament. I, I want them, you know, they didn't get blown out by GBN by any means or anything like that. So it's not like, it's like, 
what are you guys doing? How are you guys losing these games or anything like that? Like this is a this is a top probably 15 team, if not top 10 team in the state, I would say. So obviously they're a really talented team and they're really good. Uh, but if we're talking about, you know, championship goals of, you know, getting down the state again and competing for a state championship, you got to find ways to win those games. So I think they're kind of having trouble winning those types of games, whether it's, you know, against GBN, whether it's against Curie. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, I, I'm still itching to see when uh, a win in one of those scenarios, whether that's, you know, you got that coming up with Kenwood, um, the Lumiers coming up, um, obviously Glenbrook South, Evanston, GBN. You got plenty of opportunities to win these types of games. So um, I'm going to say wait right now and just say, yeah, they're having trouble with it. Um, in a week or two, I might be changing my mind because they've actually proven it to me. But uh, for the time being at this point where we are in the season, I'm still wanting a little bit more. So I'm going to go with way. Um, they are having some trouble finding ways to win big games. All right, Joe, way or no way, Loyola Boys basketball really needed this past weekend. No way. I don't think they needed it. I think they've been trending in the right direction after the um, after their tournament. Um, it's nice to get that W, but I think they're well aware that GBN was, is playing in a back-to-back -back and, um, and, and just that maybe it didn't have all the weight that, that it normally could have, but it's still a great win. Um, and, um, I just don't know if they needed it. I think they've proven, um, some good things so far and they've got a lot to prove still in their conference with, with some big games coming up. I'm going to disagree with you again. I feel like they do did need it. They're just based on, you know, they won that tournament in Florida and obviously there are a lot of good teams in that tournament. So, um, a lot of good stuff to look forward there, but you know, I, the, getting blown out by DePaul the way they did, um, losing to New Trier, losing to Brother Rice. Um, I, I feel like I still have some questions about this team. and um, But I, I feel like a weekend like this past weekend did a really good job of kind of clarifying some things for me. Like, you know, you had them score 53 points against Providence and uh, 48 points against Glenbrook, Glenbrook North. Obviously, two, you know, higher scoring games for them. Um, this past season, I know they scored 64 and 53 and 57 against uh, um, some teams this year, but I, I feel like against the opponent that they were playing a CCL battle on Friday and then uh, uh, a, a top ranked team like GBN, um, I feel like that was an impressive moment of, you know, yeah, they played really good defense and really, you know, took away uh, scoring opportunities, but I do feel like, you know, Loyola really kind of showed what they're able to do scoring wise as well. So um, I'm going to go with way. I feel like, you know, they probably believed in it and they don't really care what I say or, you know, whether I believed in them or not. But I, I do feel like it was a needed weekend um, after, you know, kind of trying to build upon the momentum that they had. All right. We talked about Mikey Baker committing to Ole Miss. Joe, way or no way, Mikey Baker is the greatest kicker in Loyola history. <laughs> um, That's so tough. Uh well, you mean you don't know the kickers from the 50s and the 60s? And yeah, all that? that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. But obviously, kicking has progressed in a way. Obviously, you know, it's specialized. You can you can get personal coaches and things like that. I mean, just, you know, not too long ago, Nate Van Zelst was, was setting records at Loyola, and he went on to play. I think he's still at Wisconsin. Um, and obviously a big program there, and he was pretty great. Uh, Mikey Baker uh, did kick a 50 six yarder maybe it was 57 in a game um that might be 
the reason. I mean, yes, let's say way just because he he hit a 57 yarder in a game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the way just because he has that, you know, top, what is it, top two, I think, all-time IHSA record. Um, just, you know, just being able to do that. He was very consistent for them. Um, he obviously played a big role as a wide receiver, too, against Mount Carmel this past year and was a, was a good wide receiver as well. But um, I, I think he definitely belongs in that echelon of the best kicker in Loyola history just because, you know, Loyola's always had good kickers, but the ability to be able to, like, kick a 50-yarder, that, that's insane um in the high school level i know we're seeing it more and more with these kids now but um really impressive stuff we continue to see from mikey so um i'm gonna go with the way there i think uh i i think that you know he belongs in that kind of echelon all right joe new chair girls gymnastics competed in a really tough uh lake forest uh little invitational um some of the best teams in the state but way or no way you think that uh, new chair showed that it can be one of the team's better teams in the state um way i i think i think they're a very good team this year and i think they're still evolving and, and if they avoid injury uh i think the trevians will make it back to state which is their goal every year um they've got some all state talent already if they could all put it together as a team for a team score of around 142 i think they'll be there but claire cosgrove crossgrove and um sammy mills and Annabelle Sturgis in in a couple spots. They, they've got some top-end talent that that should make waves at state. Yeah, I'm going to go the way there as well. I think, you know, with gymnastics, it's so interesting because an injury can really derail what you as a team can accomplish and um, obviously do, you know, I feel like that you can say that about every sport, but I feel like in gymnastics especially. Um, but I, I do think with what they were able to accomplish and how well they performed at that invitational, um, I'm going to go with the way. And I think we're, we're starting to see a, a new cheer team kind of regroup um, and get to that level that maybe they haven't been to um, the last couple of seasons for various reasons, whether it's injuries or uh, anything like that. All right, Joe, uh, Loyola Wrestling traveled up to the Clash and competed um, in Lacoste, Wisconsin. They went um, winless in the tournament, but we saw some really good performances from some of their top wrestlers. Um, so way or no way, um, based on what you know about them right now, uh, this Loyola team is kind of what you expected them to be, some good, really top-heavy talent and um, maybe some needing some more depth uh, down the road. I think way. Um, I, I think this is who they are right now, but it keeps taking a step forward every year. You know, two years ago, what we just have um, Massey, maybe one other guy, and then some blank spots throughout the roster, filled up a little bit last year, filled up even more this year. Uh, but still, in some spots, uh, they haven't gotten any consistency. So I, I don't know as a team how far they can go. I know that's a big aspiration of theirs. They don't want to just send guys to the state. They want their team to compete for sectionals. So we'll see if they're able to do that um, this year. But they're getting there. They've got four or five guys that win on a consistent basis. But I think you're going to probably need eight or nine or seven or eight, I should say, to to do that. Um, but there's no arguing with guys like Kai Kalka, uh, Quinn Herbert, um, James Amila. These, these are winners. Yeah, I think they've got the – I'm going to go with the way. They've got the top talent. It's just about building up the rest. Um, and that's really the case when it comes to dual wrestling. You need a full team. You need a full lineup. And if you don't have that, um, you're not going to be able to compete against, you know – I mean, the Clash has some of the best teams in the Midwest. So, obviously, they – you know, they hung around with the with the Marion Central, losing by a couple points there in the Constellation semifinals. But um, I, I think that, you know, this new Trier team, or this Loyola team, 
um, has a top talent is just about growing the program, getting bigger depth. And um, that's how you're going to compete um, as a team. Um, if you're trying to win like these types of big tournaments and um, head down the state uh, down the road. All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter. That is way or no way. We're going to play. We're going to look ahead at the upcoming week. Um, obviously, Martin Luther King Jr. Day is coming up on Monday. So um, a lot of fun shootouts and tournaments take place during the weekend. Um, we'll see what the weekend is going to look like. It's supposed to be zero degrees on Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a high. So um, we will see how those tournaments and shootouts look, uh, look ahead. Um, but starting with Loyola Girls Basketball, we kind of touched on them a little bit on the first quarter. So I um, want to hit on them a little bit more. Um, we've got an interesting week here. You know, they play Fenwick uh, tonight. Um, I think they should be fine with that. Then they get a Whitney Young team on Saturday, a Lake Central team um, on MLK Day. And then they play Mother Macaulay next week on the 18th. So um, this upcoming week is a really interesting week where, you know, you got a fairly good uh, Whitney Young team. You got a, a Lake Central team coming in from Indiana that maybe, you know, you're not as familiar with. They're 16 and three right now. So obviously a really good team. And then you got Mother Macaulay, who maybe, you know, they have a few losses here and there, but you haven't been able to get over that Mother Macaulay hill, I feel like, over the past, you know, few years. So, um, Joe, I, I would beg to say, you know, other than the playoffs, this is probably the biggest week of the season for this team. Yeah, this is a good stretch for them, and this is going to challenge them, and it's good to see they've obviously taken care of a lot of opponents in, in convincing fashion, um, and we're going to see uh, kind of consistent pressure uh, for some quality programs, you know, multiple times in a week. And that's the first time that's really happened this year. So um, going to be very fun to see these games, see these scores, see how they, you know, respond and react to um, maybe some runs by another team for once against them. And, and if they come out with, you know, uh, a clean slate afterward. What is a realistic expectation for this week where, you know, you've got the emotions of you got two GCAC games, you got a, a CPS game, and then you obviously have an out-of-state game. Um, what are, you know, a reasonable expectation? I'm sure, you know, Loyola fans and the team will say, you know, we need to win all four games. You know, we got to finish the season undefeated and that kind of stuff. But, you know, from a realistic standpoint where you're playing a game every two days, um, that's fairly grueling. So, I mean, just, you know, it's not like they're not playing anyone either. So, you know, what is the expectation for what this team can accomplish over the next couple or the next week? I mean, if we're just saying reasonable, I think 4-0 is completely reasonable. That's how good this team is. Um, you know, they should be favored in all four of these games, even though they're, you know, could be close. Um, but it's also, like you said, not out of the question for them to slip here and it not dent their resume too much. Um for who they are and who they can be as a state contender. Um, but, but I won't lie. I kind of do expect them to emerge four and oh, I think I've seen um, enough of this team to know already that they're, they're that good. I mean, they're um, climbing the charts of the best girls basketball teams I've seen um, while, while doing this job. So um, it's going to be fun. Um, so expect them to come out still undefeated, but if they lose one here, it, it doesn't do really anything i think to the expectations if they lose two or three then we could start talking about something some holes maybe all right joe nutrier uh plays main south uh tomorrow night um then they got uh, a game on sunday sunday and then uh 
OPRF uh, next week, and then you get Deerfield as well. You know, we, they split against uh, Glenbard West and Hinsdale Central. They lost to Glenbrook North. What are you looking for from this New Trier girls team at this point as we head into the final stretch here half, last uh, last little month? Um. Yeah, I mean, I just need to see consistency. I They're not going to beat at Maine South, um, but I, I would like to see just a little more consistency and victories against games they can win. Um, this Glenbrook North game is a game, I think they won their first round with Glenbrook North, and then they came back and lost. Glenbrook North is a much improved team, um, but I would like to see a victory. I'm sure they would have too. So we're just last lacking that consistency piece. When we get to the playoffs and they're sitting at kind of a mid-seed, you know, they could probably win a round or two, but they're going to have to face tough competition. It's just making it harder and harder. All right, Joe, we talked about uh, Loyola girls team, obviously having a tough stretch next week. Uh, Loyola boys team has a really interesting schedule as well. They'll play Fenwick um, tonight as well. Um, and CCL play Fenwick 10 and five so far this season. Then they get Aurora Central Central Catholic. Um, they'll play Montini. And then you got Mount Carmel next Friday. Um, so you've got an interesting stretch here of, you know, Montini and Aurora Central around 500 or Fenwick around. No, yeah, they're around 500. Um, and you got a tough Fenwick and obviously a very tough Mount Carmel team. So um, like with the girls, I feel like we're going to learn a lot about this boys team um, in the next week. And even the next couple of weeks where you got Evanston, um, St. Patrick and Bloom coming up after that. Yeah, um, we're going to learn some things here. This is kind of the. Uh, um I guess dog days of the schedule here before the postseason. We got a bit till we get to the postseason. We're playing three games a week. Um, we got conference games mixed in with weekend, you know, fun shootout type games, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what Loyal is made of in a lot of these games. Um, and I'm kind of expecting a winning record, but um, they really got to gear up to play a Mount Carmel team that's really looking uh, like a state contender. New Trier boys basketball, obviously, uh, playing uh, also playing Maine South um, tomorrow night. Uh, then they get Kenwood um, and Deerfield in the next week. Um, really interesting, you know, Maine South, maybe they should be able to take care of business and pick up a conference win. Um, Kenwood, obviously, a very talented team um, and a Deerfield team that is trying to figure out its own here in the CSL South. Um, a really interesting week from this New Trier team, Joe, where you know, if you go three and zero, you're feeling really good. You always feel good when you win three and zero. But you know, to pick up two conference wins and then a, a win against Kenwood would um, kind of boost the morale. I feel like for what this team can kind of continue building heading into the final month. Absolutely, I think they're looking at that game as a big, um, big benchmark for them. See where they can, or I should say, um, um, yardage stick type thing. You know, where. How do they stack up to them? If they were where they want to be, um, that's a victory. But Kenwood's good. Didn't Kenwood just, uh, like, destroy Warren? I think they just beat Warren by, like, uh, 20 or something. Um, so while they've had an up-and-down year, they've certainly got the capabilities of, of being a top – beating top teams and being right up there. So that's – it's a – you know, Nutria hosts that one. It, I think it's the Lou Malinati's Suburban City or – something shoot out. Um, so it's a fun day for them at their new gym. Uh, they're going to want to, they're going to want to put on a little show and show what they're capable of. I'm, I'm excited to see, I think it'll be a little more open game than against GBN. Um, so we might get to see Nutria kind of shoot, let the ball fly. Um, I'm excited for that one. I, I should be at that one unless, you know, my car freezes. 
Yeah, Kenwood beat Warren by 30 points and then beat Simeon um, by 19. So uh, obviously, you know, a couple losses here. They've lost to, um, well, they actually lost to Warren again too. So they lost to Warren and won war against Warren. Um, and they've lost to normal community, uh, Lynn Bloom and Thornton. So um, obviously some good city teams there as well. So uh, it should be a really good test for um, Nutrier just to kind of be one of the better teams in the state. Yeah, yeah, it should be great. I'm excited. All right. I think that's everything that we've got for this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you give us a no like and review. We always appreciate it. Check out all of my work at the Friday Night Drive. We've got continuous football coverage, uh, some coaching transfers or coaching jobs, uh, mo coaches moving around. So uh, we have all of that coverage. Um, and as always, make sure you subscribe and donate to the Record North Shore. Joe's got you covered with everything, not only sports-wise in the area, but also uh, theater and restaurants, everything else uh, going on there. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.